Hello, viewers. Marriage, indeed, is made in heaven. That is what I believe. And of course, indeed, it is a good thing. What do you think? Hello, viewers. Once again, you're on to the Trotnet series with Christopher Mary Namdi Onora. I'll be right back. Hang on. We have an interesting topic today. So hang on. Yes, welcome back to the Tradness series with Christopher Mary Namde Onwara. And if you're joining this broadcast for the first time, in this broadcast, I treat writings from the church fathers, revelations from privileged souls within the Catholic Church and the Catechism of the Catholic Church and the general Catholic literatures and teachings for us to learn things we need to learn we read together, we review together, and learn new things. And also I touch on several other things, generally anything that has to do with the Catholic Church. So without wasting much time today, let's call upon our protector angel, Michael, our Lord and our blessed mother, to lead us through. In nomine Patri et Fili, Espiritus Sancti, Amen. Sancte Michael Archangeli, defendenos in Proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli esto presidium, imperet illideus, supplices de precamu, tuque princes militiae celestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malius, qui ad perditionem animarum pervagantu immundo, divina virtute in infernum de trude. Amen. Pate noster quies in celis, sanctificetum Nomentum, Arvenia Trenumtum, Fia Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Cielo et in Terra, Panem Nostrum Quotidianum Danubis Hudie, Et Dimite Nobis Debite Nostra, Sicut et Nos Dimitimus Debitoribus Nostris, Et Ne Nos Inducas in Tetasionem, Sed Libera Nos Amalo, Amen. Ave Maria, Gracia Plena, Dominus Tecum, Benedicta Tu Imolieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria Mate Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et sempre, et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patri et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Welcome back, viewers. And um, as you can see the topic on the screen, we are still on the sacraments. Yes, we are still treating the sacraments from the booklet, Warnings from Beyond, Warnings from Hell. And today's topic, we are on marriage, celibacy, and true priesthood. So let's go straight to the booklet. And um, 
do justice to this particular topic. Okay, hold on. Hold on briefly, let me pull it up. Okay, here we go. Okay, I have it right up here. So we can set the title on the screen once again. So I'm going to read on, so please let's kindly listen. The sacrament of marriage. We are still on Beelzebub, the demon Beelzebub confessing, being commanded by our blessed mother. So Beelzebub continues. And then marriage, one cannot say now that we are engaged and will in any case be getting married. We can to all intents and purposes consider ourselves as married and therefore we can do and allow ourselves whatever we like. Are we not made for each other? One cannot do that. Those up there, he points upwards, referring to heaven, do not want that. Self-denial and sacrifices are necessary until the day when one will approach the altar with his or her fiancé or fiancé, as the case may be, to seal the union before a priest and before those up there. Again, he points upward, referring to heaven before the church and before everyone, before all the angels and the saints for one's whole life. Okay. When people who live in a free union, we have had to say this before, have not learned, I repeat here, when people who live in a free union, we have had to say this before, he says, have not learned how to practice self-denial and to make sacrifices. They will be no more able to do that within marriage. Are you listening, dear faithful Catholics? That if you cannot be able to deny yourself now before marriage, of course, it's going to be difficult for you to be able to do it while in marriage. It often happens, he continues, that a Protestant man and a Catholic woman or the other way around come and say, Father, what should we do? Is there no solution? We would very much like to be married in the Catholic Church. They still say that. If only they had reflected beforehand that marriage with a Protestant constitutes danger. Are you listening, dear faithful Catholics? So they come and the priest holds out his hands to them and says, yes, we have our way of doing that. You can both come to the Catholic Church. We will make it an ecumenical service. <laughs> Are you listening, dear faithful Catholics? Okay. That pleases the people. They lap it up. The Protestants in particular say, it was great for us to see something like that. It has done a lot for us. Naturally, they do not see what a loss of graces and blessings the mixed marriage represents for the Catholic party. That's true. 
a good Catholic may not contract a Protestant marriage. What will happen later on? The mother-in-law, the father-in-law will exert themselves and it will be very difficult for the Catholic partner to persevere. It continues here. Not to mention the fact that married life can often become very difficult when the crosses will come unexpectedly and the husband and the wife will have misunderstandings. If at those times they do not share the same religion or the same religious persuasion, that is an extra, very heavy cross. Are you listening, dear faithful Catholics? Also, these things often give rise to arguments and irritations. Married life is often enough very rough. That's true. We must say, he continues, this in addition, she, he points upward, referring to a blessed mother who is commanding him to speak, makes me say that everyone before keeping company, going steady, young men and young women alike, or when on the point of doing so, must without any delay, ask the prospective partner which religious persuasion he or she belongs to. If necessary, it must not go on. The logical conclusion must be drawn. Break it off as becomes a good soldier of Christ. Okay. Heaven, he continue, uh, the, the, the priest, the exorcist asks, you mean uh, heaven does not want mixed marriages? Bezebub replies, heaven does not want mixed marriages. It tolerates them, but it doesn't like them. Did you hear that, dear faithful Catholics? Did you hear that? Heaven does not want mixed marriages. It tolerates them, but it doesn't like them. The priest asks again, I believe that these are the things you had to tell us about the sacraments. Now, would the most blessed virgin like you to tell us anything more about them? They command him to speak on. Beelzebub continues. The sacrament of marriage must be contracted with all possible seriousness. Many years ago at Cana, Christ first of all prayed for that couple. He exalted them and counseled them about the life they should lead. He had them enclosed within his heart. He loved them very much. People who are invited to a wedding should also have the intention of praying in a special way for the young couple. Every time there is a marriage, all the people involved in the wedding, parents and friends, should pray nothing but pray for the couple so that they may attain the highest place in their state of life, that they may fulfill their spousal duties until death separates them. I repeat here, until death separates them. The whole matter should be taken much more seriously than it is, the exorcist asks, until death separates them, 
they command him to speak on. We move on to celibacy and true priesthood. Okay. Beelzebub continues. Marriage is not at all easy. We whisper to the Catholic priests, you are missing out on a lot. If you remain faithful to celibacy, if you do not drink to the bottom of the cup of joy, that is what we insinuate to the priest all the time. With so much insistence, so much perseverance until the priest, it is enough then for a, um, we don't want to say anything and nothing at all. So at this point, he doesn't want to continue revealing. He doesn't want to speak anymore. Then the exorcist asks, it says, a dream woman? Beelzebub continues. A dream woman comes sprawling around. That is meaning until a dream woman comes sprawling around the priest. That blasts the bottom out of the barrel. We whisper to them, don't say your breathery anymore. It is a waste of time. If they were still to say their breviary, these temptations would come less frequently. Are you listening, my dear faithful priest of the Catholic Church? We know very well what actions to take. So the breviary should be said every day? The exorcist asked. Beelzebub replies, if all priests without exception were to devote one hour each day to their breviary, as used to be the case formerly, then we would have very little power. Wow. Hmm. There would only be a few of them who would fall. Hmm. But they would come back sooner as they would not be blinded to the point of marrying this dream woman. They would think about it well beforehand if they were to say their bravery every day. Ironic laughter. <laughs> wow. My dear faithful priest, are you listening? The exorcist asks, and uh, uh, the exorcist speaks, and, and the woman who seduce, seduces the priest, Beelzebub continues, most of the time, they carry an even greater responsibility. They are well aware that this is a Catholic priest, and what an abundance of blessings he stops. We do not want to speak anymore. There's a Bob once again doesn't want to continue revealing. You must say what the most blessed virgin wishes. The exorcist command him. He continues. They know what an abundance of blessings the priest has and how important his function is. That is why they should absolutely not prowl around him. These are grave sins very grave, whose punishment will not be far away. Therefore, when this priest marry, many are almost immediately plunged into misfortune. We will put this idea into their heads, among others. If you take this dream woman, you will have a share of heaven. The exorcist asked, a share of heaven? Beelzebub continues, a share of heaven. We cannot give heaven in its completeness. That is not within our powers. Not even to promise it. 
the exorcist asked. Bezebub continues, nobody would ever dare to promise it completely, but a share that is what we trumpet into their, that is what we trumpet into their ears. We put these ideas into their heads. Then we make one of these erotic fancies wheel all around him and we tie up all the threads until the barrel loses its bottom completely. Wow. <laughs> ah, we really need to pray for our priests, their faithful Catholics. Then when he is already in a state of great sin, the priest thinks, then we do not let him off so easily. We do everything to make him think. It would be wonderful if we had children. Then we whisper to him again. Since you have gone so far, whatever else you may still do is of no consequence. And they continue along the road of sin until they are completely stuck in the mirror and can no longer either advance or retreat. Wow. Hmm. And they must be rescued, the exorcist asked. And even then, they still imagine that everything will go well for them. This flighty excuse me, but this woman who has little enough character to pursue a priest will have no more character when married. Do you believe she has any virtues at all? That she is an angel of virtue? Then the mask drops. Then the cloak falls away. Then one can see what lies underneath. Nothing but fields. And we do not want, we do not want to speak anymore. Once again, Bezebub, on behalf of the demons, don't want to continue speaking anymore. The priest command him to continue. In the name of the Father, Bezebub continues speaking. Many priests soon bitterly regret their actions and their, and their quarrels because the priest has studied theology and has been molded in a certain way and as he is not a crude sort of person, most of the time he does not let himself get too involved in these quarrels. But what cannot be changed continues to screw him up. Now when at his heart like a cankerworm, many priests soon bitterly regret. We must say this in addition. Everything spiritual, everything which is concerned with higher things, with religion, with doing good, is as far above sensuality as heaven is above the earth. That is what the Blessed Virgin makes me say. The flesh only lasts a short time, and then we, ah, we do not want to speak. Once again, he blocks off. He doesn't want to talk anymore. The exorcist asked, with many, the exorcist, like, kind of helps him complete the words, with many miseries. That's the block the priest with many miseries. Beelzebub continues. You have guessed it. Just think of the divorces, etc. We hold out bright prospects to them of a heaven on earth. In reality, many will have a terrible mountain to climb. Sensuality is a tremendous distance before spirituality. If the priest could know what they are losing by giving in to themselves, they would tear off their hair. They would travel miles to escape from such a woman and to avoid the temptation. 
God's grace is great and powerful, more universal and more exalted than all sensuality and all the pleasures of the world. Just think about the legend of Venus and Tenhersi. Better sermons would soon be found in that than those of many of today's priests. The profound repentance of this man would still be seen and how he almost melted away with suffering for having taken himself off to be close to this Venus in the mountain. That would indeed be a better sermon than many actual sermons of today. This is still valid today. The times have not changed. In heaven, time does not exist. It is an eternal now. Yes? All this is still valid today. All this still retains in our place down below, referring to hell, as well as up there, pointing upwards to heaven. It's full validity, although today's man believes he must have a much easier life that one can sin as one likes, that he will no longer be held to account for it so rigorously. That is not the case in the sight of heaven. They, he points upward, referring to heaven, have quite a different idea, a different opinion altogether. Not two heavens, one down here and one up there, the exorcist asks him. Beelzebub replies, you have hit the nail on the head. You are absolutely right up there. That is meaning one heaven. They are of the opinion that heaven should be merited, that heaven should be merited through many crosses and self-denials. Priests and lay people must become aware of that again. Heaven, with all its sweetness and all its grandeur, can only be merited through heavy crosses, sacrifices, self-denials, and everything which puts restraints on and runs counter to one's own nature. I repeat here, dear faithful Catholics, priests and lay people must become aware of that again. Heaven, with all its sweetness and all its grandeur, can only be merited through heavy crosses, sacrifices, self-denials and everything which puts restraints on and runs counter to one's own nature. But when it is merited, it brings an infinite beauty and dignity to all those who will have followed the narrow path. Are you listening there, faithful Catholics? Okay. I'll stop here for today. Or rather, okay, let's let me quickly touch on this. Let me quickly touch on this before I this uh this is a revelation of our uh, June 18, 1977, the lady of all nations. The lady of all nations. Now, a lot of Catholics believe in this apparition without knowing that it is fake. Okay, here the demons are confessing 
that this apparition is fake, that they are the one that initiated it. So let's be very careful, dear faithful Catholics. Say what you have to say, the exorcist asked him, in the name of Jesus of the Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and in the name of the Most Blessed Sacrament of the altar, Beelzebub sighs. There is a book. It has already been on the market for a number of years. It is called He Moans, the Lady of All Nations. We have claimed that it originated from a privileged soul. Are you listening, dear faithful Catholics? Who, moreover, had suffered much. We mixed many good things into it, in particular about famine, war, and catastrophes. The Freemasons are not afraid to use the name of the cross in order to harm the rest of the people. Wow. The great lady up there has never said that it was now necessary to accept the novelties, that it was necessary to go along with one's times, that heaven wanted things so. The book comes from Amsterdam. Read it right through once. The little picture that goes with it is displayed in many churches. On it, these words appear. <laughs> Send now your spirit, etc. And at the end, Dane, old lady of all nations, who was formerly Mary, to be our advocate. This last sentence should give food for thought. Who was formerly? She is not that anymore? <laughs> wow. Dear faithful Catholics. I will stop here for today. We will come back on the next topic. I will still hit on this particular topic, the Lady of All Nations, with the other ones. So please, let's bear that in mind. That is a fake apparition. Okay, so we've listened to or we've read together this particular part of the revelations of the demons being commanded by our Blessed Mother. Now, dear faithful Catholics, we can see what the demons said about marriage. And like you can see on my screen here, it is to death, to death do us part. But what do we have these days? Divorce is everywhere. It's no longer for better, for worse. It's um, for better, we stay together, and for worse, we go our separate ways. That is what is in vogue now, even within the church. But we know what heaven says. And here again, our Blessed Mother is reminding us once again that this wonderful vocation is made in heaven and it is still death. Can we see that? And then, of course, a lot of us, all this while, you know, we had no problem with our mixed marriages. But here, we can see it here that heaven does not like it. Well, it will, it's a shock. I know it's, it will be a shock to many Catholics, some Catholics, yes. But some of us already know we are already weary of this. But it's just that we cannot help it. And at times, we allow those couples who want to get married as um, you know catholics and non-catholics to go ahead and do it 
we are not in essence saying that um, non-Catholics are bad or they are not doing the right thing. No, that is not the point here. But the point here is that these are people of two different faiths. Our faith and belief is totally is quite different. Yes, of course, we believe in the same reason Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But our separated brethren do not share the same belief we have, especially concerning our Blessed Mother. They don't. They don't share the same belief, the same faith we have as regards the Eucharist, that our Lord is present there, body, soul, and divinity. They don't believe in this. They just see it as a regular meal, you know, that should, should be shared in remembrance. Unlike what our Lord said, that this is my body, this is my blood. Do this in memory of me. So you see, and lots of other things. So you see, there's a lot we have indifference with our separated brethren. In as much as we have the one true God, the one risen Christ in common with them, we have a lot of differences in other ways. So that is why heaven is letting us realize here now that they don't like mismarriages. They only tolerate, they only tolerate them. Our Blessed Mother through the demons is revealing, to, revealing it to us here once again that heaven does not like it. And of course, a lot of us will say, but um, we've seen lots of mixed marriages that end up very well. You know, they no quarrel. They are still together. They don't divorce. Yes, of course, a lot of we, we know that, yes, there are marriages like that. But know that in such marriages, there will always be conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. I'll give example. Well, um, someone close to me happens to be in a mixed marriage. Well, before this situation, the person was a Catholic, got married with a non-Catholic in the Catholic Church, and with a promise that the faith will still be kept, and um, you know we just um, let it be, even though we have we had our reservations. But what can we do? We let it go on. But right now. As time goes on, conflict uh, started and between both couples, yes, there was conflict, conflict of interest that now led this person that is close to me to totally leave the Catholic faith and join the separated brethren, the husband. That is the situation. That is how it is. It happens. It is real. It is real. There's been many cases where Catholics who go into mixed marriages, they end up leaving the Catholic faith. Especially if the if, if this happens mostly on the part of the on the part of the ladies, the female, uh, the, 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 the women. The ladies, once they get married, a lot of them, even with promises that they will still remain faithful Catholics, but as soon as they get married, they even end up marrying in the Catholic Church. After that, before you know it, they are no longer in the faith. They leave the Catholic Church and go along with 
their, their, their partner or their spouse, as the case may be. So this is real. It is happening. So here we are being made to realize, to understand that heaven does not like it. This has led to lots of divorces as well. And also here, we are being reminded once again that marriage is for better, for worse, till death do us part. Yes, it is for better, for worse. And for those of us who are happily married and are enjoying the benefits of marriage, it comes with its crosses, yes, lots of crosses. And another important thing we learned from today's topic is here, which is utmost, we must realize the fact that heaven cannot be one true without suffering. Here we are made to realize that for us to make heaven, it involves lots of sacrifices, lots of sufferings, lots of self-denials, lots of crosses that we must pick up our cross and follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, before we can make heaven. But these days, you know, everybody's being made to believe that heaven, there's a free and a wide road to heaven, that nobody actually goes to hell. That is the gospel of the day. But here we have had the truth. And also regarding our priest, we've also had here that our priest should try to live to their callings and must pray daily their bravery in order for them to avoid or to withstand the temptations of the devil, the te temptations of the demons. You can hear Belzebub here confessing that if all the priests, if all the priests of the Catholic Church were to say their bravery at least one hour each day, that they, the demons, will not be able to have any power over them. That they, the priests, will not fall into temptations, especially temptations of the flesh. We can see what we see these days in the church. A lot of priests are leaving the Catholic Church to go get married after being seduced by one woman or the other. And uh, many others as well are going into gay lifestyle with, um, you know, mixing up with uh, their uh, male partners and so, and committing the abominable. And so here we are to realize that we are called, as faithful Catholics, we are called to pray fervently for our priests. We are to pray for them without ceasing because they need our prayers. They receive the greatest torment from the devil, from the demons. So every single day our priests need our prayers, constant prayers, because their job is not an easy one at all. And also, we are called to constant prayers for marriages, as we have learned here, because also married life is a vocation. The priesthood is a vocation. Both of these are vocations. And priests are called to celebrate life. Spouses before marriage are called to also 
to live celibate lives before going into marriages. But that is not the case today. A lot of us are guilty of this. A lot of us, we messed up before actually getting married. Yes, a lot of us messed up. I did, I'm not counting myself out. Yes, I messed up before getting married. A lot of us did. But here we are being reminded that we must that marriage until both couple go up to the altar to say, to take their vows and say, I do. No intercourse between them. No intimacy. That is what we're meant to understand. That that is what heaven wants and demands of us. So my dear faithful Catholics, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we are all called to a life of repentance and for us to deny ourselves of those things, of those worldly things, things of the flesh and focus towards God. Pick up our crosses and follow our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And until I come your way again, I remain Christopher Mary Namde Onora. And please kindly don't forget to share this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, ChrisNet TV, the Gethsemane R channel, and our second YouTube channel, Precious Blood Messages, GHTV, for you to get videos and listen to messages of the Precious Blood where our Lord has revealed to us things happening in this our present time. And also, don't forget to sign up, subscribe on our website, chrisnettv.com, and also themostspecialblood.org. We are on MeWe, we are on Gab at chrisnet, chrisnettv. So please kindly subscribe, follow us on Facebook, May God bless us all. Precious blood of Jesus Christ, save us and the whole world. Amen. In nomine Patri, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.